Hello, my name is Justin Jeter. And I'm John Wilson. And this is not just another children's ministry podcast. We strive to engage children's ministry workers by equipping them with relevant content that helps grow their skills, confidence, and passion for apostolic children's ministry. In this episode, we'll be talking about how to engage the church in children's ministry. We're going to be breaking this up in three different ways. We're going to be talking about three groups that encompass the church body. We'll be engaging the non-parent, engaging the parents of children that are actively in your children's ministry, and then engaging the church as a whole. So we're really excited about this episode today uh, because it's going to be wrapping up our series of the basics of children's ministry in this Not Just Another Children's Ministry podcast. It's been I'm pretty excited. exciting here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. As pumped yeah, as this I has can been, be. This has been a really exciting time, and we're excited to get into this episode here with this content. Really think it's going to help you guys just, again, thinking about doing things differently than what you're currently doing and how we can make our children's ministries better. So we're going to be talking about engaging the non-parent. The non-parent is simply just people who don't have kids. So that's your youth, your student age, your young adults, uh, and young married groups. So how do we get them involved in children's ministry or engaged in children's ministry? So in our particular church, we start children's ministry involvement at preteen, which is going to be our fifth and sixth grade group. Fifth and sixth grade, we saw that there was a need to want to get them involved in kids ministry so that there wouldn't be such a gap of once they get out of kids ministry, they get into student ministry, and then they kind of sit in student ministry until they become of this age that we've created or an age that we put a mark on that says now you can start getting involved in ministry. And so we've been doing all this training in our children's ministry about getting involved in the kingdom of God, um, doing our part, uh, sharing the love of Jesus with others, growing in your faith, but now you have to sit here and you have to wait and you have to continue learning more before you get involved. Yeah. So we took our fifth and sixth graders and we saw that they had started they'd started coming to us as leaders and saying, hey, is there things that we can do to help out when we're here? Things like that. So we found that um, our nursery was a place that they could get involved in. And this wasn't just a, a random decision that we made and we said, you can start doing this. We first talked to our pastors about it. And then we actually had a meeting with parents and had the parents come up with some guidelines and rules that they were comfortable with while the fifth and sixth grade females, I should say, only female fifth and sixth graders get to work with nurseries, uh, aged children. They then created some guidelines that they and safety guidelines that they were comfortable with. And so we have those policies and procedures in our nursery that preteens and their parents have to sign off on. Uh, but I know that's kind of a, a risky age. People aren't comfortable with that. So uh, I think the main thing with preteen age, fifth and sixth grade, and then you get into your student age for youth ministry is getting them involved as quickly as possible after they graduate out of children's ministry or while they're kind of at that top tier of children's ministry, getting them already thinking about getting involved in leading or ministering in the church. So we want this reoccurring cycle. We want a leadership cycle, we guess, 
a leadership factory, you could call it, where they're cycling out of children's ministry and coming right back into it. Um, the biggest the biggest takeaway we want for this particular part of engaging the non-parent is making a place for them to serve. Not just thinking of, I got to find adults to teach in a classroom, but a 14-year-old can actually be really useful and they can be super passionate and wanting to get involved in ministry. John, I know in CLC, you guys have several opportunities for your youth to get involved. Talk to us a little bit about some of those positions you guys have available. Yeah, you know, it's been a major focus uh, in our children's ministry in the last several years to to get, you, you mentioned 14-year-olds. I find it's such an important age when, when they're in their, starting that preteen, and then working those first, you know, junior high years, uh, you really want to build that foundation, giving them opportunities to serve. So, so we have created we we have an action song team. It's amazing. This this serves multiple purposes. First of all, uh, the children themselves, when they see the teenagers, because th- that's who they look up to. They, I, I I hate to break it to anybody, but I, I'm really not that cool. I know people listening are probably. Uh, pick their jaw up off the floor. <laughs> Justin, uh, stop looking at me like that. Everybody else, I'm glad this is only audio. But the reality is, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 40. I'm not, I'm not Yeah, cool. you're not cool anymore. I'm not cool. And, and so we, we got some, the, the teenagers involved with helping us come up with new, newer songs that maybe the kids are hearing on the Christian radio station and, and doing actions to those songs. And so we've put together a team. And basically, you have to be at least 14 years old to be able to be on that team. Um, but it's something that we have them serve on in a capacity where it, we call it the action song team. It's, it's actually, we're, we're tricking them, of course, because they're doing infinitely more than action songs. They're helping with check-in. They're helping take the kids if they need to go to the restroom. Um, or maybe there's been several times uh, if we have some teenagers that are uh, particularly helpful. And once again, it tends to, it tends to be the girls, I would say. Um, but say we have some children with special needs. And, and it, it could be really difficult. There's only so many adult volunteers to go around uh, where we have several of the girls that have, we find, hey, they're willing to sit with that, that kid and give them the special attention that they need. Uh, that's been amazing. Uh, we have you know, classroom helpers. Uh, now, generally what we do, if you're under the age of 15, uh, you, you don't normally get to go into a, a normal classroom setting uh, on your own unless you're working directly with your parent or grandparents. So if you're working with a mom, uh, if you're working with a, a grandmother or grandfather, something like that, um, then you could do that before 15. But starting at 15, we've implemented a teacher and training program. And this is something that I've had two of my children already go through and two more to come. And that's where we partner them up with our most experienced teachers. And they really get to build that bond, get that experience. I'm sure at some point we're going to have an episode where we'll probably just dive into something like that. But, mm-hmm. but we're yeah. const- constantly looking for opportunities to get uh, people uh, that are not parents involved in the children's ministry and making those different opportunities. Um, but yeah, I loved all the different things you mentioned uh, also. Yeah, uh, I love the uh, the teacher and training program, and I'd be excited for us to be able to dive into that and get people to have a better understanding of what that's included so they can possibly implement that. 
think that would be super effective. Um, I think the biggest thing with engaging this, the youth, um, and we even include in there young adults and young married, um, we have several that are on my team that are young married. They're in their early 20s. You know, they, they both work, but they have some extra time to be able to de- devote to children's ministry or doing the the extra stuff, the weekends or the trainings, coming to the church and doing some a few other things with us outside of just their normal scheduled um, children's ministry obligations. So Young Mary's is a great um, great group to get tapped into, to get engaged in kids' ministry. Um, we want to make them feel valued when they're a part of it. Um, we want them to feel like they're a part of the team, whether they're 14 or they're 24, making them feel valued and that they're contributing, finding that place, that niche for them. And even if it is just doing action songs, even if it is just being a classroom helper, making sure that they are feeling valued, that they are a part of the team, um, that they are actually making an impact and making a difference. Because that can be really hard when you feel like you're not contributing and you're just a warm body in a room. Yeah, yeah. So it's important that we make them feel valued and see the significance because that 14-year-old, give them five years of you making them feel valued and they're going to stick with you and they're going to be a really strong asset to that team and possibly a, a really great leader of children's ministry in your church. You're focused on building that next generation of of children's ministry leaders in your church. So it's important that they feel valued and a part of ministry. I just want to say, Justin, I have seen that time mm-hmm. after time, um, that that 14-year-old that is now a 20-year-old, and that yeah. you, and, and I am now counting on them, and they're, leader, they're leaders on my team. Yeah. And it's, it's hey, awesome. That's, yeah, that's me, starting, at, starting in kids' ministry at, 13 and 14 years old and here I am still in it um, and being able to see the impact that I'm having now on others, you know, and that's my ideas, seeing the long-term effect of it and the long-term impact of it. So um, yeah, John, why don't you talk to us about engaging the parents into children's ministry? That is, you know, the number one thing I think when people are going to listen to this podcast, I feel like, and when you first even describe what we're going to discuss this is probably the the biggest thing that is is going to be when when you turn this podcast off and you're and you're done you're probably going to be thinking about this cuz i know in preparation for this podcast i just kept coming back to the relationship with the parents because children's ministry yes we are ministering to the children but but if you don't have the trust and the engagement of the parents, it can be very, very difficult to accomplish anything. Well, they won't even bring their kids. And if they don't bring their kids, then you don't have a children's ministry. So, so um, some of the things here when it comes to engaging with parents, um, we have weekly take-home sheets, uh, weekly devotionals. You know, basically whatever you were learning in class that week, sending the children home with something, some way of going over that at home with their parents, engaging the parents and the children together in that. Now, Justin, I know you do something that I'm impressed by. 
Um, I, I communicate slightly differently, but you, I know you are sending something home on a pretty regular basis. Is that right? Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, we do every Sunday morning when kids are getting checked out and dismissing from their class. We give parents a physical newsletter. Um, it's just, it's not a full piece of paper. It's half size that we cut in half and duplicate it on a piece of paper. And then we cut it in half. So they're getting a recap of the lesson for that particular Sunday. They're getting the memory verse for the month. Um, they're getting some discussion questions to ask their kids at home or throughout the week. And they're getting the Bible verses that we referenced whether that's the Bible story, there's the Bible passage of the Bible story, and then here's some additional Bible references that we made in class, and then a uh, what to look forward to next week. So then it has a little next week box that tells them what the Bible story is that we're going to be learning. And for us, we do series, so most of the time they're connecting and building on one another. They're talking about either the same Bible character or the same theme, so they're kind of building to that. But yeah, that gives them an idea. It engages with the parent um, engages them with what we're doing in children's ministry to what's happening at home. Yeah. And a, a major way that I have gone the route of for engaging um, the families of parents in, in our church is we use social media. You know, we, we have a private Facebook group. Um, I, I was looking, I, I discovered l- genuinely maybe all but one of the parents of our regular uh, children are, are on that particular social media platform. So it was a natural way of communicating to them. And of course, the, the ones that I notice that aren't, I make sure I'm texting them or reaching out to them individually. Um, you know, and, and that's something I'll have to constantly reevaluate. If that, be, if that no longer becomes feasible or, or you know, it doesn't work, then of course I'm going to be doing that. Um, another thing I really pushed this last year, um, God's Word for Life. You know, I, I hate to always sound like a commercial <laughs> but but it is a fantastic, they have a family devotional that follows along with the different class curriculum that you're using throughout the year. So the parents at home can kind of follow along with what the, the kids learn about on Sunday or Wednesday or however you're using that. You know, go back to our previous episode on curriculum to, to hear some more about those kind of things. Um, another really effective, possibly the most effective thing that, that I have personally done over the years is birthday videos. Now, I couldn't do this when I started at 20, 21 years old, uh, 20 years ago. I was not able to do this. It wasn't feasible. It wasn't easy to do. But with technology the way it is now, uh, all the parents have smartphones. And, and so what I do is I set a reminder for myself on every child's birthday. And at 9 a.m., I get that reminder and it goes off and it says, hey, it's, it's a uh, Timmy's birthday today and Timmy's turning eight. So I, wherever I'm at, I've done it from Disney World. I've done it from Niagara Falls. I've done it from, from New York City, the Baseball Hall of Fame and San Francisco. Uh, I, I've, wherever I'm at that day, at 9 a.m. or shortly thereafter, I am making that kid a personalized, less than 60 second, really fast video Hey, Timmy, it's your birthday. I remember when I was eight, I used to have hair. Save me some cake. Happy birthday to you. You know, I love you. And, and, and it's really quick, but it's so effective. I can't tell you how many, A, free pieces of cake I've got, and, and B, how many parents have, have come to me and told me that it, it made their, 
their kid's day. And, and so something like that, um, you know, those things can be just so impactful. Another thing is every opportunity I get uh, when our kids are getting checked out, I like to go down to the check in a checkout station and share a story with the parents. Hey, today your kid was praying uh, at the altar during, during an altar call. And today uh, your kid that's usually shy was doing the action songs. Uh, I tried it to as many of those personal interactions that I could have, I have found are just infinitely valuable. So I would encourage anybody out there to do those this, this types of things. Um, another way to engage parents is through annual or quarterly events um, that connect parents with your ministry. Um, you know, children's revivals is a, is a really big thing that most churches will do that. I know they're gen- generally kind of infrequent uh, in nature. Um, some churches are very specific with it, but when you have those opportunities, taking advantage of that. I know you do something um, that you explained to me previously that I thought was so cool. Maybe you want to share that a little bit? Yeah, we do an event called Pancakes with Pastor, and this isn't original. Um, There are several churches that do it, but Pancakes with Pastor is a great event that connects kids to their pastor. A lot of times, kids are not able to be face-to-face with their pastor, and ultimately, that is their pastor. Uh, I may have the role as family pastor or children's pastor, uh, but ultimately they're going to grow up and that's going to be their pastor and they need a relationship with him. So we do a pancakes with pastor where we invite the parents and the children, a part of children's ministry to come have breakfast with all the team, the children's ministry team and the staff and pastor. And so pastor just loves it. Our, my pastor is very relational and just a people person. So He loves this event. He just gets to walk around the room, and he gets to sit at all the different tables with the kids and the families. It's a great time for our children's staff to connect with parents, so then we get to sit at a table with parents and just get to connect with them and talk to them, and pastor gets to just hang out and connect with the kids, and then he spends a few minutes and gets up and he shares with them something. You know, uh, I remember last year he talked about when he first felt the call to preach, and the call to ministry, it was when he was, you know, seven years old and his Sunday school teacher gave him an opportunity to teach a lesson. And a, another kid got the Holy Ghost in that classroom at seven years old after his little lesson. And he still had the piece of paper, it's framed, where he had his notes jotted down. And so this was like just, it was super meaningful and impactful for these kids to see that their pastor was once a kid before and then him being able to share that story with them. It was, you could just feel in the room, people are super connected to it. The kids were connected to it and it just builds that relationship with one, the church and the children, but also parents getting engaged again with children's ministry. Like, like children's ministry is so important. I want to do whatever I can to support this ministry. It's making an impact on my child and my family. So I will do anything to support your children's ministry. So I think having these types of events that gets children's ministry at the front of people's attention and visually getting them in the front of that is going to build that connection and engagement and they're going to want to support. You're going to have people coming up to you saying, how can I support your ministry? How can I support kids' ministry? 
Yeah, that's that's a that's amazing. I love that event, and if you are a member of my church, don't be surprised to see that on the schedule because that is that is an amazing idea. Um, and the final thing I wanted to mention when it comes to engaging parents in children's ministry is, oh, and this is this is going to make all of them nervous. Asking them to volunteer now. Uh, I have had children in the children's ministry the entire time I've done children's ministry, except for the last two months. The last two months of my life are the first two months I've ever done children's ministry without having children uh, in the children's ministry, which is which is wild for me to, to really kind of think about. Um, but there's so much value if you can recruit and get the parents. It doesn't have to be weekly. Uh, maybe it could be monthly. Maybe it could be a special event. Maybe it could just be, uh, you know, a one-off type of thing. But if you can get the parents to volunteer in some capacity, uh, that will give them that insight, that ability to really know and see the investment that is being made into their children and and hopefully inspire them more and and yeah, I would just say uh, as a point of, of uh, caution, if your parents have preschoolers, you probably don't want to put them in the preschool class. But besides that, <laughs> besides that, that's a personal lesson. Uh, Brother uh, Justin, are you, are you agreeing with me maybe on that one? I agree 100%. We we had that situation with our oldest and it was not great. Yeah, not And now great I'm in a situation where I teach primary a lot of times and my 5-year-old is in that age group or that it, grade group and you know, so I have it, to be in there sometimes and it does change the dynamic. It it does get a little easier, I will say. The older they get the the, the simpler it is, but it, it's always a thing. It's always a real thing when, when when you are teaching the class that your children are in. Um you know, I will say I've never threatened to ground uh, any of the children in the children's ministry besides mine. So, I guess that's good. Well, that would be appropriate then. That's good. So, so Justin, let's let's talk about let's transition here to our last our last thing, and that is engaging the church as a whole. You know, it's so important that we do that. Engaging the church as a whole is vital to your children's ministry. The idea behind that is that we're taking children's ministry out of the back of the church or the classroom, and we're making it visible for people. And it starts with one as a leader being visible as the leader. And you've heard John talk about how he likes to be up at the front check-in desk for check-in and check-out. Sometimes I like to do the checkout portion of it as well, because it's, it's a great interaction when I call a kid's name from a classroom and I'm waiting there with the parent, I get, you know, a 20, 30 second conversation interaction with them. I get to hand them a devotion or take home sheet for that week. And we get to have this short exchange. And then as the kid comes, I get to greet the child. I get to say goodbye to them. Or I get to have that that moment where I say, you know, hey, mom, I just want to let you know Ryan was answering the questions today. And it sounded like he was like he's been 
really paying attention. He's doing a great job. He answered all the questions correctly, or, you know, so-and-so was able to say their memory verse today. Great job at home. And so you're able just to give that affirmation to one, the child there with the parent present. And so that's awesome. I love being able to do that. And I think that's important engaging the church as a whole. Um, you have, we have events happening that get to build value. Like for example, showing, showing them what is done in the children's ministry, showing the church as a whole, what is being done in children's ministry builds value to the church. Therefore, the church wants to support you. The pastor wants to support the parents, the grandparents wants to support their children's ministry. You know, Justin, I, I've had several uh, times where we've done, say, a, a children's service, so to speak, in, in our main sanctuary. And through that, I've recruited so many volunteers because they've been exposed, going full circle, Justin, to mm-hmm. what our vision and what our mission is in the children's ministry. So yeah. that, that is so important. Whenever you have those opportunities, put, make sure you're putting your best foot forward and, and, and exposing them to, to what you're doing, that vision mission. I just want to throw that out there, Justin. Yeah, no, we'll name some examples of what that could look like. Because, you know, for some people in their context may not know what that looks like of getting your children's ministry visible. Um, so I know for both of our churches, my church in Bentonville, Arkansas, Calvary Church, we do family Sundays we do those every fifth Sunday, and so that is a family day. No children's church or no children's ministry. Kids join their parents in the worship and in the sermon and preaching for that day. And so it may not necessarily be an opportunity that we are up front. There are times where we may do a like you know, a, a kid-specific service or may allow kids to join in the worship team for that day. Uh, we may highlight some of those things, but for the most part, it's just a, an opportunity that we do say it out loud. Hey, this is our family Sunday. We announce it as family Sunday. This is an opportunity for our kids to come and worship with us and to be a part of the church family. We want them to feel a part of the church. I know your church does that once a month uh, for family Sundays. Um, you have, um, I know you guys do multiple events, which we really don't have time to get into that. Uh, but we both have multiple events that we do throughout the year that allow our our children's ministry to be in the front of the church. But there's Easter events, there's Christmas programs that can be done. Um, another great way to do this is if you do have the ability to be able to post um, in social media or a private Facebook group um, or even handing out this list, but to the church asking for donations. Some parents may not be able to volunteer in the certain season of their life. Some grandparents may not be able to volunteer due to numerous reasons, but they want to support your ministry. They want to support children's ministry. And so you can ask for donations, provide a list, say, Hey, we need this many boxes of goldfish. We need um, we need these craft supplies because we use them on a regular basis. Maybe that's your printing paper, or cardstock, or construction paper. Um, maybe that's a uh, maybe you're wanting to to get new games for the kid center or for pre K, some new toys. Create links and post the links out there. Give pictures to people saying, "Hey, we're looking to buy these items. We want three of this specific game, or we're looking to get new Bibles for the kid center or for the fifth and sixth grade." We need these things. Would you be willing to support children's ministry by purchasing these? 
And so there is, there's a great way to do that, a great opportunity for people to want to support. And you're going to be surprised just how much people are going to show up for children's ministry. Another way is doing is fundraising, um, doing specific types of fundraising that you're raising funds for kids ministry or for different aspects of of supporting children's ministry. Um, you're going to have people show up for that. And then, of course, if you do have big like annual events like a VBS or a trunk or treat or these Christmas programs, Easter events, you're going to have opportunities for people to volunteer like on a one off, a one time event. Uh, I know for our VBS, we end up having a lot more volunteer that aren't a part of kids ministry, but they enjoy the they enjoy VBS. They enjoy just being able to give all that they have for that one time, and it's their way of showing support. And we do truly appreciate it, and it does help us out a lot. And it just gives more buy in to your children's ministry as a whole. The church wants to support. The pastor wants to support. Um, all of this just helps build momentum in your children's ministry. You know, Justin, so just summarizing what we've talked about today, um, engaging the non-parents, youth, young marrieds, engaging the parents, engaging the church as a whole, it's of the utmost importance. It's why we dedicated this final episode of our opening series on the basics of children's ministry, because uh, that engagement is what is going to help advance everything else you're wanting to try to accomplish and keep keeping people involved. So, so I would like to encourage everyone else that is out there that has been wondering, boy, is this a normal, regular children's ministry podcast? You know, I have a little bit of news for you. This is not just another children's ministry podcast. Now, Justin, where can people find out more about this and, and, and how, how can they interact with us? That would be on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. That's where we're most active. You can also look at the episode show notes, find our email there, find the link to our Instagram, and we're going to be putting recaps of the podcast. We're active there, so you can send us a message through that. You can send us a message in, uh, on our email. We would love to hear from you. And we're going to be posting soon um, some some questionnaires, some things of how we can engage with you better. Uh, we're going to be doing an Instagram live soon to kind of wrap up all of this content in series in this series of basics of children's ministry. So be looking for that. We'll be announcing announcing that date and time on our Instagram. So you're going to want to go ahead and follow us, like us there, subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating review. Even if you think it's not worthy of a five-star rating review, do it anyways. And we'll see you on the other side.